Hey guys, welcome to Fiction Fixation. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. Our story this week is called The Kissing Booth, a movie on Netflix based on a novel by Beth Regals. All right, girl. Our movie starts off with a freaking montage. Mm-hmm. I love I love a good montage, except someone dies in this one, which isn't like that nice. But that is a huge downer. It was kind of a downer, but they just kind of mixed it. They sprinkled in the death like really quickly. So that our main characters are Elle Evans and Lee Flynn. They were born on the same day at the same time. Their moms are best friends. They're naturally best friends because you can imagine their moms being best friends mean that these two kids are together from the time they're babies. They, they hit all their milestones together, you know? Right. And so I think Elle and Lee, they were raised as siblings. So mm-hmm. that's why it's believable to me that they don't have any feelings for each other. I have to say that I'm super jealous of having like a lifelong boy bestie like that. I know, me too. Like I had a boy bestie for like two years. How old were you? It was middle school. Oh, I bet he liked you. No. I bet, no? Well, he dated your sister, so. <gasps> Let's... Oh! Who was it? Who was it? Was it? James. Let's... Give me that tea! No, the tea is, is that I had a huge crush on James. I, well, here's the thing. Everybody had a huge crush on James. So, mm-hmm. like, the fact that your sister also had a huge crush on him was Wasn't not surprising. like a, It yeah. was surprising. No, because everybody did, you know? I do remember. So, I have, I was, like, a side character in you guys' like, little love triangle. A very minor character in that story. But I just vaguely remember you guys all being best friends. We were. We were, like, best friends. Because, like, I was best friends with your sister. And James was, like, our third best friend in our best friend group yeah like because he lived you know you lived at the front of the neighborhood I lived in the middle of the neighborhood and James lived in the way back of the neighborhood and so like we all rode like the same bus and stuff and it was easy for us to hang out I mean that's when you're young your best friends become the people that you're closest to like proximity wise Mm -hmm. Like you just naturally become best friends. Like so much of your life is just dictated by geography. Like literally who is right next to you. The Venn diagram of what we had in common was just three circles that bumped against each other um, and overlapped with where we lived. It was like rode the same bus, which the same school was the only thing that overlapped there. We had no mutual interest whatsoever. That's what happens. That's what's crazy. When you're young, you don't realize it. And you think like, oh, this is my best friend forever. And it's like, the only thing you guys have in common is you go to the same school or you live by mm-hmm. each other. But that's kind of what, okay, so that's kind of what's going on with L and Lee Flynn. So L is hardcore simping for Lee's older brother, Noah. Yeah, I mean, okay, so how? Do, what's the definition of simping? Let me pull it up for you. A simp is an internet slang term describing someone who performs excessive sympathy and attention towards another person, typically someone who doesn't reciprocate the same feelings. This is usually done in pursuit of a sexual relationship. Yeah, that that fits. So Elle is really sipping over Lee's older brother, Noah. Yeah. And let's be honest, he's hot. He's fine as fuck. I'm kind of with you. I've got like one foot there and the other foot on not really. And I'll explain why in a minute. But so Elle and Lee are best friends. Noah is Lee's brother. And Noah has some issues. Okay. And we see it in the opening montage that Noah keeps getting into fights because he's got a little bit of an anger issue. 
Listen, if I knew what red flags were when I was 16, then that would have been my type. You? I wish I wasn't. toxic men. I know. <laughs> like, listen, if you just want to, like, dress in a red flag <laughs> so I can see you from across the room, please do to save me the time from talking to these other stable men. Just let me make a beeline towards you, please. Like, a toxic... And then just like that Britney Spears song and playing in the back of my head with the taste of your skin I'm on a ride. Like, You're like excuse me, sir, are you toxic? Because that's exactly what I'm looking for. L is simping over Noah, but there is a yes. very, 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 very important thing that we forgot to mention, which is L and Lee's friendship. It has a very specific set of rules that they made up when they were like six years old. There is an expected code of conduct here. It's a code of conduct. I kind of low key love it. I feel like all relationships should have a contract to start of what what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. And I love that they started off at six years old. They just made a practical list of do's and don'ts. Yes. Friendship rule number nine says relatives are off limits when it comes to dating. Which was specifically made because we realized that he had a hot as fuck older brother yeah. and was like, nope. He was like, all right, I see my brother, you know, getting with all these girls. So yes. my best friend has to be off limit. Anyways, so first day of school, uh, Lee comes to pick Elle up and Elle's pants rip. Right up the ass crack. Her pants just ripped. First day of school. This is, this is school. how we're starting. So she's like, dad, where are my backup pants? And he's like, oh, they're the dry cleaner. So poor Elle is searching through her room and she ends up wearing a skirt from like three years ago. I couldn't wrap my head around the decision she made about like, this is the only possible thing. I mean, I can't possibly break the dress code by wearing jeans. So instead I'm going to wear a skirt that doesn't fit me. Her booty cheeks are showing. Literally her butt is hanging out. I don't understand. I mean, maybe she didn't know that her butt cheek was falling out. You would feel the freaking breeze on your butt cheeks. I'm just saying. She also goes downstairs and her dad sees her and her brother sees her and her dad goes, you know what? I'll just drop off the dry clean pants at school. Like you're fine. Her dad lets her go to school like that. Kudos to dad though. Yeah. He's like, I trust your judgment. And if you think having your ass cheeks hanging out at school is the right call that I support your decision. Listen, with my cop, my ex-military cop dad, I would not have made it through that kitchen before he was like absolutely fucking nuts we're old maybe maybe it's the old thing maybe the younger generation is like ass cheeks are the new shoulders i don't know i don't, I don't know maybe ass cheeks are the new shoulders um it's possible <laughs> so she walks onto campus of her mm -hmm. high school and everyone's head is turning like oh my god who is this girl some douche named tuppen let's say that again tuppen t-u-p-p-e-a tuppen um walks up and just smacks her ass first of all no no yeah yeah and yeah, yeah. so lee squares up to fight tuppen and tuppen was like i don't fucking think so like really like let's be honest oh my god because tuppen is huge like that is the one of the biggest freaking high schoolers i've ever seen in my life tuppen is huge but then when tuppen goes to take a swing at lee noah jumps in noah likes a fight he's constantly fighting He's got anger issues. Courtney's mm -hmm. over here swooning because she I am. is amazing that he's a toxic. <laughs> 
hashtag daddy issues. Anyways, they all get in trouble well, because of not, this fight. Not Lee. So L, oh. Tuppen, and Noah all get in trouble. Lee does not get in trouble. Okay. When they all go up to the principal's office, the principal handles Tuppen first. So L and Noah are sitting in like a lobby area talking. Yeah. You know, she's like, why did you get in the fight for me? And at first, Noah was like, well, Lee was in trouble. Like, of course I had to get involved. And then he says, well, you're like my little sister. Somebody trying to get into your pants is like gross. Well, he says no one should treat a girl like that, especially if that girl is you. And I'm like, oh, and then he he goes, you're like a little sister. And that's really gross. And I'm like, (laughs) do you remember when Noah said, Oh, when you were wearing that skirt, you were kind of asking for it. Did you catch that? No, I didn't. Yeah, he said, you're wearing a skirt like that is asking for it. And she gets super pissed. And then he kind of teases her that it was a sexist joke. And I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. We love sexist jokes. Make more. <laughs> like, No, Noah, just because you're hot and tall does not mean you can do whatever you want. Okay, no, there are lines. Honey. That's not how this works. It's not how any of this works. And also props to the principal for also not slut shaming because he was just like, oh, that skirt is ridiculous. But he was kind of very calm about it. He did not mention the words ass cheek once, even though they were very relevant. Yeah, he was just like, that skirt is ridiculously short. And she's like, I'm sorry, my pants dripped. And he's like, what about your backup pants? (laughs) Everyone has backup pants. (laughs) Everyone has backup pants. She's like freaking out because she's never been in trouble before. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, oh, calm down. Like you're just getting detention tomorrow. And she's like, oh. She gets her backup pants right because Mm -hmm. her dad brings them yes this part actually infuriates me that tumpin who essentially sexually harassed l only gets detention and so like i want to be like he better have gotten detention for the rest of his fucking life right they're all in detention together and fucking tuppen just gives her this note that's basically just like i'm sorry and she's just like giggly like oh my god he's sorry he passes her another note that says what do I have to do to get your number, to get your phone number? And she starts giggling and writing in a piece of paper. And meanwhile, Noah is right behind her. Mm-hmm. Like two people, like two desks behind He's her. He's seething because he just got in trouble for, yes. for beating up this guy for, you know, smacking her in the ass. And now she's giggling and passing him notes. And Noah's just like, are you fucking kidding me? Elle is really young. We can give that to her. She's young and she doesn't really understand. Then there's a lot of toxic messaging that sometimes, especially, I don't know, her her generation, but our generation definitely received a lot of toxic messaging of like, oh, boys will be boys and they treat you like crap when they like you and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. We didn't see what she wrote in the note. All we see is Tuppen like breaks into the classroom. Tuppen puts on said tiny mini skirt and he breaks into the classroom and he has on this itty bitty little tiny baby skirt (laughs) which is hilarious but also no girl no but he looks good in that skirt he does look good dude did you see those thighs he's got legs for days he does i'm like honey you need to like add that to your repertoire of clothes i don't know he also tuppen has like a man bun and i have like a thing for like man buns there's something just really non-offensive about man buns and i think that's why they specifically casted that guy because Mm -hmm. then it's like oh we forgive you for sexually assaulting her because you have a man bun okay he's fine so Tuppen asks her, you know, gets her number, asks her out on a date. And Lee tells her, right? Like, oh, yeah, I think you should go. 
she goes mm-hmm. and gets stood up. She just sits there at the arcade waiting for this stupid guy. He finally shows up and essentially he's like, listen, Noah told me mm. that it would not be smart for me to come. He told all the guys that. And she was yep. like, what do you mean he told all the guys that? Meanwhile, she's a junior, right? She's been wondering why no guy has asked her out, why no guys show interest in her. And it turns out it's because her best friend's big brother has been threatening everyone. But you know what's so sad is the only reason she went is because he was the only guy who ever asked her. That is, I didn't think about it before, but that is super awful that her first date was at a guy who sexually assaulted her. And then he stood her up. Yeah. Oh, honey, it gets better. It gets better. I mean, I mean, in life, not in this particular movie. <laughs> I know. I am really proud of her because after she finds this out, she confronts Noah. She does not take this lying down. She calls Noah and is like, what the actual fuck? And he's like, listen, it's for the best. Trust me, you don't want these guys. But I'm doing you a favor. She just tells him, like, this is over. You will not be doing this anymore. Right. Prepare for me to do the exact opposite of what you tell me to do. She's rebelling against him like he's a parent or something because he's over here cock blocking every which way. He even condescends to her and calls her kiddo. Oh, yeah. That would send me into a violent rage. She is super short. He is super tall. I've been like, listen, do you want me to punch you in the dick? It'll punch <laughs> you in the dick. That's as far high as I can reach and I will do it. So the very first day of school, you know, when Noah jumps in and fights on behalf of Elle, everybody notices, obviously, but very specifically, these this group of three girls that are called the OMG girls because their names are Olivia, Mia, and Gwyneth, they are all over Elle. And they're like, oh, why did he like jump in and fight for you? They're, they're up her ass because they're trying to figure out if Noah and her have something going on because they obviously want him. They do. And as soon as they kind of get confirmation that nothing happened, they're like, okay, bye. <laughs> Disappear again. Lee and Elle are on the dance team. That's like their friendship thing is um, dance, dance, revolution. And they are on the dance team together. So they are looking at fundraising options. They go through a whole bunch of different ones. Yeah, so they come up with the idea of a kissing booth. But they have to get it passed through like the council, like the student government council. They have to get it passed through them. Because of course, the OMG girls have to be in charge of the student council. It's like, of course, it has to be them. And so Lee and Elle have to make the presentation to convince them that a kissing booth Mm -hmm. would be a good fundraising option. And the the committee is mostly females. And in order to get people to agree to it, she has to tell them that Noah will be doing it. And then they're like, okay, you may, you may proceed. If it's not clear, the OMG girls are the mean girls of the school. They're the cool, mean girls. Yes, bitches. Yeah, they're the bitches. And they actually say, don't they say like, you can call us bitches. And she's like, yes. she's like, hey, bitches. And they're like, yes, thank you. <laughs> Fast forward a couple of days. She still hasn't talked to Noah about doing the kissing booth. Oh, so this is where Noah has that party. Yeah, so Noah is having a party. He tells Elle that she's not allowed to go. And she's like, I told you I'm done doing what you tell me to do. He's trying to control her. He's like, I'm having this huge party. Literally, everyone's going to be there, but you can't come. And she's like, 
bet I'll be there. <laughs> and so she goes there and she's talking to the OMG girls and the OMG girls are like, go talk to Noah. They sent her over to Noah to talk to him about getting him to do the kissing booth. He's busy making out with a girl. Noah pauses his makeout session and the girl like pushes Elle, like on the forehead. They put her hand on the forehead and pushes her. She like flicks her forehead. Yes. I literally like my eye twitch. Ella's like, did you just put hands on me? And then Noah <laughs> tells her the girl that he was making out with. He tells her, I think you should go. And she's like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. He's like, Ella's important to my family, which means she's important to me. And you need to go. That was so calm, though. He said it very calmly yeah. and he unemotionally. Didn't he didn't yeah. stutter. He was just like, nope, sorry, you got to go. Elle's like, oh my God, thanks. So do you want to do the kissing booth? And he's like, absolutely fucking not. He's like, but you got to do the kissing booth because I told everyone you were doing it. And he was like, too bad. When she comes back, the OMG girls are like, did you get him to do it? And she's like, oh, honey, he does what I tell him to do. She knew she was lying and then she doubled down on it. But then the OMG girls are still like filling her up with shots. They're just handing her shot after shot after shot. She gets messy as fuck. She starts dancing and then suddenly she's like, oh, it's so hot in here. I have to take off my clothes. It's getting hot in here. So take off all your clothes. She literally... Getting so hot, I'm gonna take my clothes off. She takes off her goddamn clothes and she's in her underwear in front of the entire school. Where's Lee? Where are you, Lee? Lee was just there like, oh no. Oh no, 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 no. But he doesn't come and save her. He was watching her. Yes, he, she's like, let's go skinny dipping. And a whole bunch of people jump in the pool. And then she like passes out on the pool table that she was just dancing on. She passes out into the arms of someone. And when mm -hmm. she wakes up, she's in Noah's room in Noah's bed. And she's freaking out like, oh my gosh, did something happen? And she's wearing Noah's football jersey with only her bra and panties on underneath it. Yeah, and she's she's mortified because he comes in in a towel to get his clothes. Of and, course. And she's like, oh my gosh, um, I'm so sorry that I snore. And he's like, oh, I didn't sleep with you. I slept on the couch. You slept by yourself. Like, what that? Like, what do you think? He, then he starts becoming douchey Noah again. Um, he's in just a towel. And he was like, I just came to get clothes. Yeah. And she's like, I got to go. Oh, because she's sober. And now she's very, very self-conscious of the fact that she's only wearing his jersey. Whereas last night she was on a table, literally in her bra and panties in front of the entire mm -hmm. school. But right now she doesn't want him to see. So she hides behind a curtain. And she's like, can you get me my clothes? Get me my clothes. They're right over there, please. She's like, can, can I have shorts? And Noah's like, nope. Absolutely not. You may not have shorts. And she's like, Noah, no. <laughs> and Noah. so Noah relents, gives her a pair of shorts. And then it was a freak accident where she somehow tripped on the curtain and wrapped it around both of them. And they were rolling around the floor. Mm -hmm. And then she's trying to pull him off of her. And she's like, oh, my God, I touched it. I touched his peepee. -pee. I saw she touched pee -pee. it. She's like, I touched his thingling. That whole embarrassing moment happens where she touches yes. his peepee. -pee. And then we move on like it's fucking nothing. Like she didn't. What? I don't I don't know. How many penises do you accidentally touch and just go about your day? That would redefine my entire fucking identity. Like that would be all I could talk about for a week if I accidentally touch someone's penis. Listen, I once said to a waiter, like, you know, those when you accidentally <laughs> say to a waiter, like, 
you too. Um, that <laughs> lives rent free in my brain every time I've ever done that. When they say enjoy your meal and you're like, you too? <laughs> yeah, I've done that so many times and those times all live rent free in my brain. But she just goes on. Yeah. Ellen Lee are painting the kissing booth because the carnival is like the next day or in a couple of days and they're painting and they get into a cute little best friend paint fight. It's so cute and messy and totally unexpected and not at all sexual. Like it, like the paint doesn't at all spray on her white shirt right on her boob area. It's adorable. So she's covered in paint. Her face is covered in paint. And so she's stumbling blindly and she goes into what she thinks is the girl's locker room. Takes off her shirt. Yeah, takes off her shirt. Turns out she's in the boy's locker room. And Noah sees her because all the boys are like, oh, yeah, because she's just there in her like bra and short. And the boys are like, oh, my God, yeah. She's like, oh, my God, no. And then Noah's like, what the fuck are you doing? She's mortified at first until she sees how Noah demands that she leaves the boys restroom where she has removed her shirt and now is in her bra. And she decides to defy his, quote, authority. And starts dancing. And well, and then Noah sort of relents. He's just like, oh, what are you going to do? She's so quirky. She's that quirky girl. I really want to hate on her for this, but I can't because she's like everything I wish I was in 11th grade. Oh my gosh. The confidence, the audacity. The audacity. I wish, I hope that my daughter has the same amount of confidence and audacity when she is also 16. Yeah, it's very, I would say rare. I don't think I've seen it in a 16 year old to have that kind of confidence where you make this huge error walking into the wrong bathroom and taking off your shirt and you turn around and there's a gaggle of boys staring at your boobs. And when you get that fight or flight and you're just like, I'm going to dance instead. Because she has fight, flight or dance. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to dance. I'm trying to figure out what I would have done in the situation. And I probably would have like screamed. Uh, yeah. And ran out. I would have screamed. And ran I don't out. know. Because my shirt's off. Do I run out in the hallway or do I stay in the boys locker room? I think like best case scenario, I just passed out. Like, I think that's <laughs> literally the best case scenario that I can find. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if it's the best case scenario, but. So the day of the carnival is here. She convinced the OMG girls to be part of the kissing booth because she told them she was like, oh, hey, I heard that Noah Flynn has a crush on one of you. And I heard that if one of if the one he has a crush on goes to the kissing booth, he will be part of it as well. Actually, she doesn't really lie because she says, I know Flynn has a crush on you. Oh, that's right. So technically... She's being honest about it because mm-hmm. Lee Flynn, her bestie, does have a crush on Mia. Um, so she's being sneaky, sneaky with her words. She's not lying, but she's being deceptive. And I am here for it. Yeah. Do what you got to do. So she it's the day of the carnival. And the OMG girls are helping with the kissing booth. There's a line and she kind of explains how it works, like the kissing booth. And it's doing really well. They're making a lot of money. The person at the kissing booth is blindfolded, so they can't see who they're kissing. And it's probably for the best. The scene was very chaotic, though. Like there was all these teenagers lining up to kiss, to share kisses. I mean... We live in a different world now. You know what I mean? Like a group of teenagers lining up to kiss each other. It's just never going to happen again. I mean, I really hope it does at one point, just for the future's sake. (laughs) Um, Okay, this sounds really weird. As a parent, I really wish kissing random people 
and bars and clubs and parties to my children. I wish that for you one day. Um, but with COVID, I honestly think that like... It's going to change us forever, I think. Yeah. Think about the things we did pre-COVID that we will never be doing again. I don't think we'll ever be doing again. And one of them, standing around a cake and watching someone blow their hot germy breath all over it and being like, yummy, can I get a piece of that? Like, that's never going to happen again. Kissing random strangers in bars. Probably not. Yeah. So the ONG girls sort of catch on that Flynn is maybe, that Noah is maybe not coming. Right. And the next boy in line that wants to kiss the girl. Is ugly. Is ugly. He's like a really nerdy dude. It's not the fact that he's nerdy. It's the fact that he's literally picking his nose when they're looking. That is really gross. He's like picking his nose at the front of the line of a kissing booth. Like, dude. Elle doesn't know who's next in line. The OMG girls come to her like, oh my God, the next person in line is Olivia's ex. But wait a minute, we're all such good friends. Right, we can't kiss him. Yeah. Because that would be you, wrong. But you totally you don't know can. him. Yeah. So Elle puts the blindfold on, goes out there. But in the meantime, Nose Picker lets Noah Flynn cut in front of him. Yeah, so now Noah Flynn is at the front of the line getting ready for the kissing yes. for the kissing booth person. And Elle obviously mm-hmm. doesn't know it's going to be Noah. And also Correct. the OMG girls don't know it's going to be Noah. And when they see who's at the front of the line getting ready to kiss him. They are so mad. They're so mad because they're the, they wanted to kiss him, you know? So Elle is super nervous. She's a nervous talker. She is blabbing on and on. And she doesn't even know who she's talking to because she she's doesn't. blindfolded. She doesn't know she's talking to Noah. She's just like, oh my gosh, by the way, I've never kissed anyone. This is going to be my first kiss. Girl, everyone's looking. The whole school is lined up Everyone here. can hear you. I am so, like, I have such a case of secondhand embarrassment for that. I honestly would rather take my top off in front of the entire school than talk. Just look at my boobs, but not my real feelings. (laughs) She's blabbing. She's blabbing. And then Noah kisses her. And I don't mean like a little peck, a little smooch. I mean, he, it is a kiss, kiss. Figurative stars appear in the sky for her. She takes off her blindfold because she needs to see who her first kiss is. This is her very first kiss in her life. She sees it's Noah and then she kisses him again. And it's like this moment where they kind of both are like, are we doing this because of the kissing booth or are we doing this because we like it? I think we like it. What's not to like? I mean, at night, you can't see those flags are red. Yeah, no. At night, they just look like beautiful lights. The red flags just look like beautiful lights Mm -hmm. leading you home. They just look like stars. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) So she tells Lee after this happens, she finds Lee. She finds Lee in the carnival and she's like, hey, Lee, you're not going to believe it's the craziest thing. I just kissed your brother and he's not happy about it. And she's like, hey, it's for charity. And I'm like, girl, I got to put that excuse in my books. It's for charity. My husband would be like, what are all of these packages? And I'm like, "Mm, it's for charity. You're just like, babe, (laughs) no, don't ask questions. You don't want the answers to. It's for charity. Lee is obviously uncomfortable that she just. Oh, do you remember what he says? Do you remember? Mm -hmm. He says, well, as long as you don't 
grind coochies with my brother. <laughs> I he forgot said, about that. Yes. He says, if you grind coochies with my brother, I'll never talk to you again. And I'm like, honey, it already happened because they got tangled up in a curtain and they grind coochies already, honey. <laughs> already did it. <laughs> After the kissing booth, you know, a few days later, she is running home in the rain and Noah shows up to give her a ride, but he's on his motorcycle. She's getting soaking wet in the mm-hmm. rain. So she agrees to get on his motorcycle. Yeah. And then the, the rain gets a little too heavy. Oh, it's too heavy. It's raining too, too hard. Heavy. We have to pull over somewhere beautiful, but also secluded. It's like a, what, what is that? It's like somebody's pool house. It's like a greenhouse, I feel like. Yeah. They pulled over at this beautiful greenhouse. It's like a gazebo with like French doors and windows. It's just this casual place. Casual. All neighborhoods mm-hmm. have that place where you can randomly stop and have a private time but also beautiful no, scenery girl do you know what our neighborhood had growing up where we used to live i had the laundry mat <laughs> at the apartment <laughs> complexes is that where you guys hung out to get fondled no i used to get fondled in your garage <laughs> yeah no i actually i got my first kiss in your garage oh my gosh that's so sweet mm-hmm. and my second and my third wow okay it like never occurred to me as because I was like a super controlling older sister. And if had I known, I would have been cock blocking your ass. I'm aware. I would have been cock blocking your ass, girl. So they're in this gazebo greenhouse thing. Elle makes the first move and she kisses him. Yes, girl, do it. Go about your bad self. Do, do, it, it. do 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 it. She kisses him. He kisses her back. They're making out and then they get interrupted by the security guard. And he's like, God damn it, Noah. He's like, guys, told you to stop bringing girls here. And then Elle gets really, really offended because she's like, why yes. you bring other girls here to this, you know, beautiful greenhouse, mm-hmm. perfectly secluded place for teenagers to make out like as as though teenage boys have like a Rolodex of places they can take girls to make out like, come on, they have one place. Can you blame them? Yeah. So Elle is like, oh, my God, you're treating me just like your other hoes. And Noah's like, no, 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 wait. She goes home and she makes a pros and cons list. She remembers rule number six, which is if you can't tell your best friend about something you're doing, it's probably because you shouldn't be doing it. Mm -hmm. And I really like this rule. I like it a lot. It's a good one, just in general. Because I feel like your best friend is someone who is going to hold you accountable. If you feel hesitant to tell them something, it's probably because, you know, deep down inside, you shouldn't be doing it. My best friend knows literally everything about me, except for my social security number. And that's only because she's never asked. Like, I would give it to her in a hot minute. Well, I think you should prove your friendship by just randomly texting her your social security number. (laughs) I'll do it right now. (laughs) I should be like, what the fuck is this? Girl, okay, so... There's a there's a huge party happening at the beach, and I was a little dumbfounded. Apparently, these underage kids can drink in public without fear. Don't worry about it. I never drink in public except as an adult. Yeah, and I mean, I walk right past those no drinking on the beach signs. Like fuck you. <laughs> so at this big party that's happening at the beach, there's like a fight that breaks out, of course, because Noah is unstable and has to fight every other scene. The only thing that would excuse Noah being so broody and unstable is if he was a hundred-year-old vampire fighting an irresistible thirst for blood. But he's not. So I just, 
there's a guy that he says to Noah, he says, oh, you like your brother's sloppy seconds? And Noah loses it and tackles the guy. And she walks off really pissed. But then Noah says to her, you think I meant to do this? Like, you think I meant to fall for my little brother's best friend? He tells her that he's crazy about her. And it's, you know, it's exactly what she wanted to hear. Um, So immediately, because she's a little bit of a psychopath, she starts spitting off rules. She's like, okay, three rules. Number one. You can't tell me what to do. Number two, you can't fight. And number three, if we're going to do this, no one can know, especially not your brother Lee, who's my best friend. And we have rules. And one of them says, I'm not supposed to date you, but I'm going to do it anyway because you're hot. But listen, you can't tell him until I figure out how to tell him. And I probably won't tell him. Okay. Listen, I think we've all been made into huge puddles of dumbass by a hot dude. I mean, things escalate quickly. So... They're literally out behind the Hollywood sign, I think it is. Mm -hmm. And she like sleeps with him. And first of all, my initial reaction (sighs) in my mindset that I was raised with was what the fuck? But now (sighs) as an adult, I want to be like, you do you, L. You go and you do what you want to do with whatever, whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah, I mean, I agree with whatever you're comfortable with. But this is where I think it was... uh, Okay, they're sleeping together behind the Hollywood sign, which I Mm -hmm. feel like when I was younger, I would be like, oh, my God, goals. That's where I want to have sex for the first time is behind the Hollywood sign against the backdrop of Los Angeles. But the reality is that it's a very popular hiking spot. Um, It's full of wild animals. It gets very cold after sundown as well. It gets very cold. Are there scorpions? (laughs) so l and noah are sitting in his room making out her best friend is in the same house and she doesn't want him to know what's happening yes his mom knocks on the door and he's like oh shit so she crawls under the bed and mom's just there to collect laundry the mom comes in to get his laundry the mom casually mentions that he's going to an ivy league school Mm -hmm. oh you know, just an Ivy League school. It's like you got into Harvard, no big deal. Yeah. Hey, listen, don't worry about it. Just go with it. He's hot. He's got the body. He's got the brains. Go with it. Go with it. Now there's like a sneaky montage. Yes, there's a sneaky I montage. It. I love it too. It's a montage. I fucking love montages. I love it, especially because it shows a definite progression in the relationship. Like he's teaching her something new. Like he's teaching her to drive his motorcycle. It is, it's something that's important to him that he's sharing with her, which I really like. I really like it when couples take an interest in something that is interesting to the other person. Yeah. I think that it really shows a growth in the relationship. Um, But at the end of the day, half of this montage is them hiding from people they know. They're hiding from Tuppen and a date. They're hiding from the mom. mom. They're hiding from Lee and his girlfriend, Rachel. They're hiding from her dad. There's one part where she's at a soccer game and Noah is extremely excited because she just made a goal and the dad 
kind of is like, like why is he so excited yeah the natural progression and evolution of the relationship is really overshadowed yeah it's soiled by the secrecy because they're together and you have this montage of them having all these happy moments but all the happy moments are kind of overshadowed by the fact that they're keeping it a secret yeah and so she is trying to get a wrench for Noah off of a shelf and she falls and she cuts her face open. She is bleeding. So Noah helps her get the wound tended to. Lee walks in and Lee's mind jumps to worst case scenario, which is, did you hurt her? Girl, this is a red flag for me because obviously she got hurt accidentally. Some, you know, the toolbox fell on her face. She has a mark on her face, a cut, a bruise. But mm -hmm. Lee immediately assumes that his older brother hurt, hurt her. her. And that's a red flag to me because who knows you better than your brother who's lived with you your entire life? Mm -hmm. Lee fully believes that Noah is capable of punching this girl in the face and giving her like a cut in her cheekbone, red flag, red fucking flag. Mm -hmm. They get into a fight over it because Noah is like so offended that Lee would think that, that, you know, he would hurt her, mm -hmm. you know, Elle reassures him, no, he didn't hurt me. And he walks, he walks away. He comes back and they're, they literally were kissing and, Lee, and that's the confirmation. Yeah. And Lee is not okay with the situation in the least. Nope, nope, nope. nope. He's very So pissed. he storms out and obviously, you know, Lee is Elle's best friend and Noah is her secret boyfriend. So she's really torn at this point. So what she does is, you know, she tells Noah to stay there and she goes to talk to Lee. Noah does not listen. He comes downstairs and gets into another verbal altercation with Lee that turns into a physical alter altercation. Naturally, because Noah is super toxic and only knows how to talk with his fists. Honestly, <laughs> I think at this point, I really think that Lee is also out of line because Lee is really slut-shaming both of them. But he's like, you're going to tell me that you haven't slept with him? And she's like, well... And he's <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I thought. But like, honestly, just because your brother's a player... Yeah. It does not mean that he is not capable of forming authentic feelings. And also, even if he was a player and there was no authentic feelings, um, it doesn't mean that your best friend doesn't have the right to sleep with whoever she wants to. Right. This is where the red flags on Lee's side come up for me because he says, my whole life, Noah has gotten everything he wanted. And the only thing I had that he didn't was you. And now he has that too. And we're supposed to feel sorry for him. Like, oh no, Noah got the thing you she's had. She's not a possession. He's not a, she's not a thing. She's a freaking person. And that was like, I don't know, 10 million red flags, red mm -hmm. flags, pap. <laughs> I can't even talk anymore. That was like 10 million red flags pap popping up. Like, wait a minute, Lee. Like, hold the fuck up. She's supposed to be your best friend. I I would understand him being upset, being like, I don't want you getting hurt. My brother's a player. Mm -hmm. But he's like, no, you were my toy. And it's not fair mm -hmm. that he gets to have you too. Eh, I don't like that. I don't like it. And then Lee storms off in his car. He just drives off. Um, And then Elle goes off on Noah. And I honestly think that she is equally mad at Noah and Lee at this point. However, Noah is the only physical presence there. Therefore, she takes her anger out on him. Yeah, she goes off on him. She's so pissed at him for coming, you know, chasing after them. Yeah. Girl, take a little responsibility for your own decisions. Mm-hmm. 
So she, Lee stops talking to her and she stops talking to Noah. Yeah, it's it's kind of a little bit of a breakup. Like it's not an official breakup, but she just kind of stops talking to Noah. Um, Elle does try to apologize to Lee on several occasions. And every single time she tries, Lee is like, nah, I'm good. For a moment, it feels like they're never going to make up because she she like remembers rules, rule number seven, which is you have to forgive your best friend if they bring you ice cream. And mm-hmm. he takes the ice cream and throws it in the trash. And that to me was like me throwing fresh ice cream in the trash. That would be like never happy. The, the end. It would be like I would it would be unforgivable. Right? I would not be able to come back from that. Listen, I would never throw fresh ice cream in the trash throwing something that somebody bought me away yeah. just it blows my mind like you don't do that right <laughs> you find someone else like hey do you want this ice cream <laughs> you hold that ice cream as it's melting down your forearm and you find <laughs> someone else to eat it so noah at this point is mia like noah stopped coming to school he's in he 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 may not graduate and then he resurfaces, Noah resurfaces, but he resurfaces because he shows up at Elle's house to talk to her dad. Yeah. And he's essentially just like, hey, I just want you to know that, like, I really have genuine feelings for your daughter. Um, and her dad is basically like, tuck those deep down inside of you. I want you to take those feelings and I want you to push them all the way down. Yeah. So Lee, as much as he tries to make Elle feel bad and, and basically put it through the ringer as she's trying to get him to be her friend again. Mm-hmm. He finally just one day, one day shows up at the arcade and picks two player on the dance dance revolution game. And they become friends. It's really sweet. But also I want to be like, you don't get off that easy. Like, listen, like, I don't want your dick. You don't get away with a whole lot of this. All right. Listen, like your red flags are different from dick red flags. All right. I, I don't, I, I don't appreciate people getting over fights without talking about it I feel like there should be a very clear discussion of like this is why you were upset this is why it's not going to happen again like there needs to be a discussion they just started dancing can you imagine if all conflicts were solved just by dancing together they have all the rhythm you would expect out of a five foot two white girl so (laughs) conflicts were resolved by dancing like I would have nobody in my life so um Prom night rolls around. The theme for prom night is memory lane. Yeah. So so Lee and Elle are walking through. There's mm-hmm. first of all, there's all these pictures because it's memory lane. So That's there's really all these cute. pictures. Really cute. And then they turn a corner and there's a kissing booth. And they felt like the kissing booth was such an important part of their of their school year. And they're very proud of it. And then someone walks out of the kissing booth. It's Noah. And it's Noah. And he's broody and tall. And he's like, hey, Elle, I came here. I don't know why. For forgiveness. For I don't know what. (laughs) Noah, you know, confesses his love to her. And she essentially says, I can't keep hurting the people I love. She rejects Noah in front of the whole school because of his punk ass brother. Then Noah goes to apologize to Lee. They have a brother's heart to heart. And Noah's yeah. like, well, I'm leaving for Harvard tomorrow. Um, And the next day just happens to be Lee and Elle's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, It's a costume party. Yeah. Casual. And yeah, natural. And they blow out their candles and it's really cute. So they're having a good time. Um, but rule number one of best friends is that only your best friend gets to hear your birthday wish. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. So Lee tells Elle 
his birthday wish, um, which we don't know what it is. And then he asked Elle what hers is. And she just says, you know, no wish this year. Well, it's sad because you can tell that Elle is very heartbroken about Noah and Lee is like oblivious or either doesn't want to care. I think that at this point, Lee is just kind of hoping everything goes back to normal. I think that he understands that his bestie is hurting, but he's hoping that it's a short-term problem and that it will correct itself. But it's so selfish because at this it's point, extremely Lee, selfish. because Lee has a girlfriend, he's fine. He's has mm-hmm. a girlfriend. He's not lonely, but he's fine watching his best friend be heartbroken. It is. It is extremely disheartening to sort of see how little effort he puts into his best friend's emotional well-being um, and how little he cares about it to be honest like like I said I really started to hate him towards the end you know he is not bestie goals so Elle at one point gets really tearful and kind of walks away and Lee runs after her like hey what's going on And she essentially breaks down and basically tells him that she loves Noah and that she's really sorry if that hurts him. And that if he can't kind of be accepting of her having feelings for Noah and Noah having feelings for her, then perhaps, you know, they, their friendship should, you know, take a different road than they had planned. Um, I'm really proud of her for doing that. Oh my gosh, yes. I literally said, preach, sister. Because she says, she says, being my best friend doesn't give you the right to tell me who to love. And I was like, preach. It does not. And she even asked him, she's like, if I didn't like Rachel, what would you do? And he's like, well, I would break up with her. And she's like, no, you shouldn't. Yeah. You should not. She says, we made those rules when we were six. And he's like, what's your point? And she's like, my point, goddammit, is that there's stupid fucking rules that we made when we were six. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I agree. They were. the rules you made you when you were six. You know, did you ever make one of those best friend compacts with your friends? And if, like, we're not married by the time we're 30, we're going to get married to each other. Um. I never, I didn't have guy best friends. I remember making packs with, I had a group of best friends when I was in middle school in, in Brooklyn and we all had plans to live together, like in college and stuff. It was mm-hmm. kind of sad. It never happened. She, I'm really proud about kind of how she sort of draws a line with yeah. Lee, um, especially because he was getting everything he wanted. Um, right lee had a girlfriend and everything and then he just wanted his best friend hanging around sad it's like come on dude yeah she wanted he wanted her to be the third wheel um she confesses her feelings for noah and then lee does come around and he's essentially like listen i think you're making a mistake i don't think noah's right for you however Mm -hmm. like that is you are right that is your mistake to make it that turns out to be a mistake and i will support you and so he tells her like Listen, I will go and get the car. You can drive the Mustang. Meet me downstairs. Yeah. So she goes downstairs, gets in the Mustang, and starts driving right. um, to the airport, presumably. She's telling Lee, like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to tell Noah. You know, I feel really bad. He told me he loved me in front of the whole school, mm-hmm. and I just kind of left him hanging. And she's like, I'm just going to I'm just gonna be honest with him when I see him. I'm just going to tell him exactly how I feel. Yeah. Lee pulls off the mask and is like, you already did. And surprise, it's Noah. First of all, I call bullshit because Noah is literally like two I feet know. taller than Lee. How did you not know this? I know. The imposing size of Noah would be very hard to miss. But let's say that Elle was super excitable and didn't realize that her little best friend was switched with her big boyfriend. 
But yeah, so she thought, you know, when she was in the car, she thought she was talking to Lee and turns out it was Noah and he was behind the mask because remember their birthday party was a Mm -hmm. costume party. Well, and then she She like almost wrecks the car. (laughs) She almost wrecks the car and Noah's like, Jesus Christ, pull over. Um, And so she does. And he's like, well, what is it that you had to tell me? And she's like, I love you. Girl, we get another montage. <laughs> They're together every day. This is another thing where I feel it like in my soul because I too have been a victim of an older boyfriend going off to college, leaving me behind and like not knowing what's going to happen. Noah and Elle are, are going to be on opposite ends of the country, mm-hmm. right? My high school boyfriend and I were going to be hours away and we literally just, it was like a written agreement that we were breaking up at the end of the school year. So my boyfriend, um, it was the summer between his senior year of high school and his freshman year of college. And it was my junior year of high school and my senior year of high school. We had dated like the whole summer. We were like inseparable all summer. Yeah. I knew he was going to college and he was only going to college an hour and a half away. And he, he had broke up with me before he left. You know, I had asked mm-hmm. him, you know, like, what is this? Um, like, where does this leave us? And he's like, well, he's like, you are my girlfriend. He's like, and I love you. But when I go to college, I have to leave you here. And that's wow. sort of that. I mean, I ended up marrying him, but like, that's the tea. That is the tea I did. I married him, but listen, I had to chase him. Um, you're like, he was like, all right, I've got to, I've got to go try new things. And you're like, the fuck you are. <laughs> No, remember me? Um, it's fine. He's fine. Um, he's just sleeping. Um, Courtney, is he in a dungeon right now? Are you keeping him locked? <laughs> no, he's legit sleeping right now. He has to, he starts work tomorrow. But um, I feel that in my soul, the whole older boyfriend going off to college, and you're just kind of like, what happens now? But like, she was driving his motorcycle. At the end scene, she's driving his motorcycle. So it kind of implies that he, I don't think a a boy would leave his girlfriend with his motorcycle if he didn't think he was coming back. No, I definitely don't think so. Um, But it's one of those things where it's like, it's one of those bittersweet young love things to where you're like, will they, won't they? You know, like it's really it's hard to make a long distance relationship work when you're only a couple hours away it's even harder to make a long distance relationship work when you're a country away you know on the other side of the country yeah yeah I mean you know this is where it ends and I guess I guess the ends justify the means or the means justify the ends I don't know it's not the end that matters it's the journey that counts it's the journey (laughs) and you know what the journey is the journey is a montage (laughs) the journey is a montage yes um which i'm here for to be completely honest all right guys looks like the teapot is empty for today more tea is brewing and on the way we'll be back next week with midnight sun well hang on girl what's midnight sun (laughs) Midnight Sun is Twilight told from Edward's point of view. It's the perspective I didn't ask for and I didn't know I needed, but I did need it. I wasn't super team Edward, but after reading Midnight Sun, I'm telling you, he's in. he talks a lot about murder and I'm just into it. I love the darker place that Edward's mind is. If you want to email us, you can email us at fictionfixationpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. If you liked our podcast, please leave a review and share with a friend. We'll see you next week.
beware the red flags. We maybe have, but those red flags. So many red flags. <laughs> they're not even flags. They're like literal red tarps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not flags anymore. They are. They are red, like flashing lights.